Welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Hey, you know in the intro, I always say that your mindset is your subconscious blueprint for success. Do you ever really take time to think about what that means? I'm guessing most of you understand it at a conceptual level, but have you ever really taken time to think about how this impacts you and how you run your business? You see, understanding the impact of your mindset is the first step. Observing your mindset is the second step. And the third step is the best step. This is where we get to change your mindset. Yes, change it. This is the amazing thing about having a growth mindset is that if you're not happy with the way things are today, you can simply change it. Now, the only catch is that it does take a little bit of work, but hey, you love this kind of stuff, don't you? I know you geek out over this stuff just like I do, and you know that's why we get along so well. So here's a little look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to define what your OS is and how you can observe it. Then in our second segment, we're going to talk about what your OS is made of. In our third segment, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can update yours. But first, I want to start with a story. Did you know that a small child typically laughs more than 400 times a day and an adult 17 times? Yep. Don't you love these factoids? I'm going to say it again. A small child typically laughs more than 400 times a day and an adult 17 times. Take a second and really think about that. You know, we start out in this world as these perfect, beautiful beings in complete and total love with ourselves, in complete awe of everything around us. We run in the grass with bare feet, we play, we laugh, we crave to learn new things, and we love to go to the zoo. We love our bodies, and we're so proud of ourselves when we learn anything new, like learning how to walk, or ride a bike, or putting a bunch of random words together to make a sentence and express our thoughts. Children are truly fascinating creatures. Think of happy baby pose, where you simply lie on your back with your knees bent and you grab on to your own feet or toes. I mean, how fascinating for a child. The highlight of their day is that they can touch their own feet. Sometimes maybe even reach their feet into their mouth. It's a massive accomplishment for them, isn't it? And then we grow up and things change. You could argue that, you know, a child doesn't have a mortgage or a job or bills to pay and that's why they're so happy. True, but there has to be more to it than that. I mean, wealthy people don't have those worries and many of them are still really miserable. So what is the difference from where we are as a child to how we become an adult? What happens to us? Where does all that laughter go? You know, a little while ago, I was hanging out with some of my friends, and they have two young girls, and they're about 8 and 10. 
And the girls were looking through some really old photos of themselves when they were younger. And it was fascinating because they were completely enthralled with themselves in every good way possible. And it was really beautiful to watch. I wish I could do that. I don't know about you, but I feel like every time I look at a picture of myself these days, my reaction is to scan the photo and find something to criticize. You know, I don't know why. It's something subconscious that drives me to critique myself or judge or find some area that I could have improved. You know, I could have spent more time on my hair or what was I thinking when I put that outfit together? I guess that is my recovering perfectionist coming out. But going back to these two little girls, they had nothing but great things to say about themselves. You know, I look great in this picture. I looked so good in that hat. I really love this dress. You know, it was amazing to see how open and how positive they were when reflecting on themselves. And they only had good things to say about themselves and about each other. It was really beautiful to see. What about you? What is your reaction when you see a picture of yourself? Do you scan to put a label on it as good, bad, right, or wrong? Do you judge? How we view ourselves and all of the thoughts that we have are a direct result of our beliefs and our mindset, that deep, deep programming that we have received throughout our entire life, all of our experiences, all of the intentional and unintentional lessons we've learned over the years. These things shape us and they impact how we view the world and most importantly, how we view ourselves. When we talked about peak experiences a couple episodes ago, I told you that 70 to 80% of our thoughts as adults are negative. Seriously, that's a lot of negative thoughts, isn't it? And the sad thing is that the majority of these happen in our subconscious, meaning that we aren't even aware of them. But we all have these negative thoughts going on in the background. Now, I've talked about your mindset as being your OS or your operating system. We have negative thoughts and we have positive thoughts. Well, we're going to deep dive into that concept a little bit more today because I really want to make sure you fully understand this concept so that you can really start to get conscious about your mindset. The more I think about it, the more I love this analogy of comparing our mindset to our operating system. There's a lot of similarities, isn't there? Let's start by understanding what we know about an operating system or an OS. An OS is a program loaded onto your computer that is responsible for managing all other programs. Think of it like a master program. When we use our computer each day, we don't have to spark up the operating system. We don't even often acknowledge it. It's just there in the background, like a faithful, trusty friend, isn't it? We don't question whether it's working. It just works. And unless you have a technical job where you work directly with computers or IT, most people don't typically interact with their OS on a daily basis or even think about it. It simply hums along in the background as a thankless servant. We don't even think about checking to see if it's working. We just log into our computer and get on with our day. We either open our email, applications, or our browser. Well, so too is our mindset. It is a program that runs in the background. 
that enables us to function and perform all our day-to-day tasks. Our mindset is made up of data, of knowledge, of experiences and beliefs. Most of us don't typically wake up and wonder if our mindset is working today or check to see how optimal it is. We just dive right into our day and start performing our morning tasks, right? We brush our teeth, we drink our smoothie, we have a shower. The OS on your computer is responsible for multitasking functions. When we're using different programs at the same time, it decides which applications should run in which order. Hmm, so too does our mindset. It helps us prioritize certain things in our day or in our life based on what is important to us or based on what we believe needs to be our priority. The OS on our computer handles input and output from other devices and printers, and it helps us prioritize tasks with them. Cool, so does our mindset. It helps us interact and communicate with other people and groups of people based on the history we have with them and previous interactions. Our OS on our computer also sends us messages to let us know when it can't perform a task and there's an error. It communicates and sends us a message. What about our mindset? Wouldn't it be nice if we got a pop-up message that told us that something was off or something wasn't calibrated right with our mindset and then we couldn't actually move forward until we fixed it? Then we would avoid going too far down a path that was wrong for us or waste too much time and energy doing something that didn't serve us. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, I hate to break it to you, but your mindset does do this all the time. Whenever it is off track, it sends you messages. But often we're too busy or too disconnected to really notice them. I know what you're thinking. How do we get these messages from our mindset? Well, we get them all the time through our feelings. Our feelings are the best way to observe whether or not we are on track with something. And whenever we feel off, it's time to stop, check in, and see what needs to be adjusted with our mindset. Or what is triggering something in our mindset and only then we can address it and move on. Now it depends how self-aware and how conscious you are, but if you get too many of these messages and you don't pay attention to them and you ignore doing something about them, then they'll start to show up in a physical sense. Just like with your computer, when it breaks down and it stops working, so too does your body. And it does this in form of illness or disease in your body. And that will force you to slow down and recalibrate or fix whatever is going on. Now, a lot of people aren't really conscious about this yet, but we very rarely just randomly get sick without any sort of notification. We're not in peak physical shape one minute and then the next minute we're laid up in bed. There are often signs that show up and tell us that something's going on. There's often Uh, actions that lead up to us getting sick or inaction, which is the form of neglect, not taking care of ourselves. That typically leads up to us becoming sick. And deep down inside, we know this is true, but we're often so busy or so completely unconscious that we don't listen to our bodies. Are you starting to see the parallels here? The parallels between the operating system on our computer and our mindset in our body? 
The positive thoughts that we have move us to action, and the negative thoughts paralyze us. They keep us stuck or cancel out the positive thoughts. So quite simply, the more you can intentionally keep yourself in a positive state, the more good will come from this because healthy beliefs cause positive thoughts, which cause more optimal functioning in your OS. So your overall goal is to have more positive thoughts than negative ones. So now that you understand your mindset is your body's own personal OS, I want to talk about one more aspect of an OS, and that is upgrading. Every once in a while, it becomes necessary to upgrade your OS. There's lots of reasons why you upgrade your OS. Maybe you adopt new technology and want to stay current. Our OS must improve relative to the programs that we're using and the capacity that we need. And so too does our mindset or our very own personal OS. We need to constantly be upgrading to stay current, to be able to do the things that we want in life. If we don't stay current and we don't grow, we might even fall behind. Think about it. You might be really comfortable with where you are today and think, eh, you know, this is pretty good right here. I'm really comfortable here. I know it really well. All the people I know are here too. Why would I go to the bother of upgrading? Really? What about the fact that our collective dharma and our purpose in life is to learn and grow? And what if everyone else around you updates their OS and you don't? Then you're left behind, aren't you? They're going to be running all kinds of new programs and finding their potential and you'll just be doing the same old thing. So let's recap. Your mindset is your OS. Whether you pay attention to it or not, it is there running in the background all the time and it is impacting you each and every day of your life. The good news is that you can optimize your OS and you can set it for success. You can spend as much time on it as you want. And that is what we're going to focus on today. So now that you understand how powerful your OS is, I bet you're wondering whether yours is optimized or not. Is it working efficiently or not? Good question. Have a look around you in your life. Do you have what you want? Is your life where you want it to be? Is your business where you want it to be? And I don't mean, are you where you think you should be or where you think you ought to be based on comparing yourself to your friends or to other people? That isn't real. I always love that Teddy Roosevelt quote, comparison is the thief of joy. It is. It really, really is. I don't want you to think about where you should be or where you think you ought to be. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people your age are doing. There is no master plan of what you need to check off to be successful. The only true test is, are you happy? Do you feel joy and gratitude each day? Are you loved and appreciated by people in your life? Do you have people in your life to love and adore? That is the true measure of success. If you have a good look around and you like what you see and what you feel, then you're probably in a pretty optimal state. If you look around and you notice that there are things that you want to change, then maybe you could do a little work on your OS. 
Remember in my intro story, I talked about how as a small child, we typically laugh more than 400 times a day, whereas an adult only laughs about 17 times a day. When we start out in life, we are in optimal mode. We have happy thoughts. We have positive emotions. But then as we live our life, we start to pick up negative thoughts and worrying and beliefs. And as we interact with these things, we come to believe that they're true and they get deposited in our OS. This can be things that we learned from our teachers, from parents, from friends. But it's not just about what comes up in life or what happens to us. It's all about how we choose to respond or react in a certain situation. And yes, there are going to be a lot of surprises in life, things that we cannot control. We're going to interact with other people who might disappoint us. But it's up to you to choose how you're going to react. And if this gets to be a data point that you want to add to your OS, do you choose to file an experience where someone disappointed you and let you down? Remember, when you choose to file that piece of data in your OS, and there are enough of them that get added to your OS, a belief might be created. A belief that says, people let me down all the time and disappoint me. And when you hold a powerful belief like that, guess what? You give all of your attention and your energy to it until it becomes your reality. Now, the other really important thing I want you to know is that your OS has a conscious and a subconscious level. There are things that you know, and there are beliefs that are buried deep at the subconscious level. And those, sadly, are sometimes the most powerful ones because they impact us in a really big way without us even knowing it. I explain this sometimes as a blueprint for success. If you have a rough idea of, let's say, how much money you want to make with your business, that's likely how much you'll probably make with your business. But if you have an idea of how much you want to make and you're not making that, then there's probably some beliefs at a subconscious level that are going to override you reaching that success. And these typically follow into one of two categories. Either they're beliefs that we're not worthy, we don't deserve it, which is an internal thing dictated by our relationship with ourself, or they're external and they have to do with our relationships with others. Like, what will people think of me? Will people judge me? Will people um, think that I'm greedy or underhanded? So getting to the root of what your beliefs are is really, really important. And only when you do this, can you actually start to shift them. As I said earlier, your emotions are your greatest guide. They can help you determine the health of your OS. And just like when we're babies in a really neutral space, we are happy all the time. We don't judge. We don't compare ourselves to others. We don't feel bad about speaking up for what we want. Over the years, our OS starts to get more negative thoughts, more negative beliefs, and this really impacts us and our ability to take action. And that's really crappy, isn't it? That stat that a small child laughs more than 400 times a day and an adult only 17, that kind of breaks my heart, don't you think? But don't worry, I have 
some good news for you. Just like we get reprogrammed over the years to incorporate more negative thoughts in our brain, we can also proactively do this in a positive way. We can actually change the beliefs in our OS. Pretty cool, huh? So the first thing that you need to do is get clarity. Start by figuring out what it is that you want in your life and then do the work to figure out what beliefs are holding you back from getting there. So I'll let you in on a little secret. As a coach, this is the majority of the work that I do. We shift perspectives to get our clients to see things differently. One of my favorite things to do when I work with someone is to get clear on what beliefs are holding them back. And just as I mentioned earlier, there are two main places to dig around for this. You can look at your relationship with yourself. What do you think you deserve? And you can look at your relationship with others. Are you worried what people will think of you? Will they judge you? Do you think they'll think of you differently? Will it be exhausting to maintain this success? Will your life change significantly? Then once you've figured out what the belief is, then you can use one of these tips to help reprogram your OS. So I have three tips for you today that you can use. Tip number one, you can read or listen to books. Now, this is a great way to reprogram your mindset. Find a book or an audio program that will really help you incorporate this new belief. And here's the trick. Don't just listen to it once. Keep listening to it over and over again until you shift your thinking. It's not enough to listen to it once and then move on to something new. Read it over and over and over again. A great example for me is with Deepak Chopra's book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I read that over and over and over again, and I committed to reading through it every day until I had shifted my beliefs and my mindset. And even now, as I record this, I can still pull specific passages from that book that I really helped to shift. One of my favorites is that everything happens for a reason and everything is exactly as it should be. Don't struggle with this moment because you're struggling against the entire universe. So now, for me, whenever something unexpected happens or comes up, I just say those sentences over and over to myself. And I wish I could say I don't ever react anymore with disappointments, but I can say that I react a lot less than I used to. And in most instances, I can usually go right to trust and curiosity and say, huh, okay, so this wasn't supposed to happen. I wonder why. What is that something better that is going to happen to me instead? And this change in my thinking only happened because I read that book over and over and over again until I shifted my thought process. So tip number one is to read or listen to a book over and over and over again. Tip number two, use mantras and affirmations. As part of my daily practice, I read through my five goals and I have very carefully scripted statements that will remind me what's going to happen, remind me when it's going to happen, and most importantly, what it's going to feel like when it happens. So whenever I notice myself throughout the day holding a thought that isn't positive, I pull out one of my statements and I say it to myself five times. 
if I'm walking around or if I'm sitting down and I can handwrite it, I will write that statement out five times on a piece of paper. Helps me get conscious and helps me really observe what my thoughts are. So tip number two, use mantras and affirmations. Tip number three, use music to blueprint. So I don't know about you, but I get really emotionally connected to music. And so I like to blueprint certain songs to my goals and future self. We know that emotion is a powerful way to bring things into our reality. And so this builds on that theory. It's simple. I pick a song that I really love that I emotionally connect with. For example, something that will really represent how I feel when I hit a particular goal. And I'll listen to that song a couple times and do a really, really intense visualization with it. And then whenever I listen to that song, it helps me evoke that emotion and really connect with the goal. Okay, so let's recap those three tips that I just gave you. Number one, read or listen to books over and over again. Number two, use mantras and affirmations. And number three, use music to blueprint. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on your operating system. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you are inspired to dig around and do a little work on reprogramming your OS. And hey, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I don't want you to ever miss an episode. You can do this on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or better yet, head over to thecorporateyogi.com and subscribe to the newsletter. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, You know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.